Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash acast. Hello and welcome to the Half-Backed Podcast, the second episode for the season after a successful start last week. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Last week started with an absolute bang with both our punting plays and our tips. More on that shortly. Well, the other boys did. I didn't, but we'll get to that later. Uh, here to talk through our, our post-Origin edition. The game was fresh in our mind about 12 hours ago. Still reeling from that one last night. Is X-Raider, NRL 100-plus game, a couple of stints in the Super League, one of the sharpest minds in rugby league, Sammy Williams. Sam, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Um, yeah, thanks for the introduction. It's very kind of you. Um, yeah, disappointing uh, result last night. Queensland were just, they were too good in the end. They they hung in longer than what New South Wales did. The, some big plays and the big games, they're all about big moments and they stood up when that when it counted. They did, mate. Uh, if we sound a bit flat today, there are three Blues fans on this podcast, so that would probably explain a little bit. Also with us is James Hughes, ex-TAB data analyst, currently head of a data science at a sports entertainment company. Hughesy, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Same sentiments as Sam there. <laughs> disappointed, uh, but yeah, we'll play on, I guess. And Hughesy, for anyone who did miss the podcast last week, if you just give us a quick uh, rundown of, of your systems that often uh, dictate your punts for the week. Yeah, Tim, uh, just in quick summary, uh, over the years, we've built, built a couple of algorithms based on ELO, uh, based factoring in the players, the team, the weather, the home ground advantage, to come to come together with a line estimate and essentially looking at the market and comparing that to what I say it should be, and then that kind of dictates where I make my plays each week. So, Love it, mate. Well, it's uh, off to a pretty damn good start. We'll get to that Round 17 recap very shortly. Uh, so the SC Playbook punting plays for the last two seasons, which have helped sort of inspire uh, getting this podcast put together, have been very good. We're currently sitting at 185% return on investment for 2022. We were over, I think, 200% last season. So we're hoping to build on this and give our thoughts each week on today's show. We'll be recapping last week's results, giving our locks of the week plays, our value plays, and our Hail Mary punts. Go through the tips for each game with Sam. Find out who he likes. He nailed four from four last week. I had a stinker of a week on my tips after what was going as a good season. So hopefully Sammy can continue with that one. Uh, Hughesy, just a quick take on Origin last night, mate. We won't go into too much as we are a punting podcast, but uh, you have a bit of a stat for us. Yeah, mate. I, I looked into whilst I was uh, having a VB and, and uh, had my notepad out, I, I was doing a couple of data entries on position of the on the field of the starting of a set. 
I found out that if you if you look at just general play, so remove scoring penalties, remove kickoffs and dropouts, um, there were six tries scored. Five of the six tries were scored by the team that was most successful at starting their set outside 20 metres. Um, so what what we saw there, you know, for example, the first, first uh, try, Queensland was successful 80% of the time, New South Wales 0% of the time, and there was a lot of play in that moment. Um, I'd love to throw to Sam to get his opinion on it because... To me, this is seriously talking to kicking game and winning the arm wrestle. Yeah, look, it's not a it's not a shock that stats me uh, a shock a stat that shocks me at all. That um, I I genuinely think that that's probably the you know one of the biggest stats that comes out of every game you play. I think if you really look at Penrith's grand final last year, I think yeah, obviously there was a few Pan- Panthers players last night who played in the game. If you look at the way that they turned the football over and how they dominated the first ta- two tackles of every set, you can see clearly that the the way you turn the football over and just winning the first one or two tackles, I think in the grand final, the, the back three of um, of the Rabbitohs got really dominated. Uh, Rabbitohs, yeah. Yep. Was it Rabbitohs? No, yeah, it they, got domina- they got dominated every time they took the ball up. I think on last night, Cleary was under a lot of pressure and I think Ponga got the sets off really well for them. I think he managed to get his nose through a few times really well. I think the kick chase for New South Wales was quite poor at times. And I think that was where they really got their sets rolling. And if there's one stat that comes out of it, obviously you've you've had a look at it. But if you can win those first two tackles and tackle them in the inside that opposition 20, it goes a long way to winning majority of matches. And coaches get criticised for being boring or teams get criticised for being boring, for just putting that soft little kick into a corner. But the proof is in the pudding. If you can turn the ball over there and start the set on the right the right note, it just it becomes very, very difficult for the opposition to score. And then that fatigue that comes into it becomes part of the game. And if we're looking at how to beat teams like Penrith, teams like Melbourne, it doesn't matter how good a s- structure and how flamboyant you, be, you can be, if you don't have energy in your legs to get behind the ball and run the shape, it doesn't matter how good you look. And I think the first 20 minutes of that game or first half of the game, New South Wales looked excellent. I think they looked really good with the ball. They created a, a few opportunities. But as soon as that fatigue comes into the game, which is the fabric of rugby league, as soon as that came into it, Queensland got on top and the rest is history. Mm, interesting so insights there, mate. <clears throat> Even more interesting the inside of... Uh... Husey bringing in Origin 3, the decider with a couple of green demons, Vicky Bronson's, very Australian of you, mate, so love to hear that. Uh, and then <laughs> tying into what you're speaking about there, about the back three and, and being able to shut that down, why Penrith have been so successful. We see with, obviously, uh, Taylor and May there, I mean, their entire back line, Brian Toto, Dylan Edwards, who are the three biggest meat-reading back three in the NRL. It's unbelievable. With every game of rugby league that I watch, the importance of a back three just becomes more and more vital, and it goes... For a few examples, we look at South Sydney with Latrell Mitchell coming back into that fray who missed a stack of action. The bunnies were ordinary. He's back in there two from two. And while he's not a 200-plus metre runner each week, the way he starts off their sets is so pivotal to them. And then again in Origin last night, I was pretty disappointed when Murray Tower-Lungy went down because their yardage coming out of the back three compared to the Blues in games one and two was non-existent. Uh, bringing Corey Oates there, who I thought was quite good last night, particularly in the yardage, 
and it, it just changed the nature of that game. So a uh, really interesting stuff. And on the Penrith boys, we'll, we'll get to Sam a little bit later on that because he's got some more interesting thoughts on that one. Quick round 17 recap, fellas. And as I said, off to a terrific start. Sam, you landed your value bet, $30 at... You had the Sharks with the line, the Rabbitohs giving away their start, and the Broncos to win at $6.30. Your lock of the week was Corey Oates to score. That bet was void because he got called up to origin. Deloise Houter in the same position scored a double, so that is a bit of a bugger there. Your ROI, return on investment, stands at 279%. Husey, not bad yourself, mate. $30 at... Your value multi was $30 at $9.60. South 1 to 12 into Para 1 to 12. So your system is in full swing there, mate. Your ROI 188%. Uh, my stats for the week, 0 from 3. So make sense of that yourself because the ROI is pretty ordinary. Bad start. My lock of the week was Mike Acevo to score, Michaeli Ravalawa to score. Sevo got over the stripe. Ravalawa did his hammy, but let's be fair, he probably wasn't going to score anyway because the Dragons played like bastards against the Broncos in that one. So in terms of the journo versus the player versus the data analyst debate, the journo's in all sorts early on. Guys, we are exclusively using top sport markets. We're big fans of their value, especially their same-game multi, which is comfortably the best in the industry where the odds actually add up. Uh, whack one together compared to other bookies. I bet it'll build them. Uh, if you are keen to follow along with our punts and choose to link up with Top Sport, use the special code SC Playbook when you're signing up with them. If you are doing so, of course, 18 plus only and gamble responsibly if you're following along. Let's get stuck into our punts for the week. Uh, as per usual, $100 kitty per person. We've got our lock of the week, $50, our value of the week, $30, and Hail Mary, $20 of that 100 it is a tough week because we're recording of a Thursday morning. Some information regarding players backing up from Origin still to come out, uh, but we'll do our best and see if these boys in particular can keep up to their winning ways. Sam, we'll start with you, mate. Your lock of the week. Yeah, look, I haven't gone too far from what I did last week. Uh, this week, I've gone with Daniel Tupo to be an anytime try scorer. Uh, he's at that dollar eighty mark. I feel as though the the Dragons side, once again, I think the Roosters have a real point to prove. And there's a couple of reasons why I think Daniel Tupo is going to score any time. One, I think after last night, he, he probably copped a little bit of criticism at times. I thought it, it was a little bit unfair, but maybe he did get caught out positionally from some good long early kicks. But I think he's got a point to prove and, and really wants to jump back into it. But I feel as though that the Dragons' right edge, once again, and I'll speak about it a little bit later on about the Raiders in the Melbourne game, but Ben Hunt defends on the left-hand side for St. George, and he's a really good, strong defender. He's a really good he, – he's the – you know, he obviously played hooker in State of Origin. Teams won't target him as much. We've got a young half on the other side, and we've got an edge of the, the, uh, the Roosters who can score points. And I just feel as though if the Dragons are going to – they could defend really well all day – they could have 30 cracks at them and concede one or two tries and it looks like they concede tries and they've had a poor day. But, look, I just feel as though they're going to keep going at the Dragons' right edge. I think Daniel Tupo will create some room. Sam Walker loves a ball over the top. Tedesco coming back will create room. I just feel as though the Roosters are going to be too good and I think he could be the beneficiary of a couple of tries. How impacted, Sam, uh, in that game, and, and we talk about moving pieces of sides, particularly post-origin with ins and outs, 
If Joey Manu, old glue hands, shifts to fullback in that one, which would happen if Teddy didn't back up after running for about 8,000 metres in Origin 3, as he tends to do, uh, would that concern your bets a fair bit? Or do you think they'll find a way, particularly probably through Sammy Walker, uh, to get the ball to Tupu? Yeah, look, I think the ball will still get there. I think Tupu, I think uh, Walker will still probably play a little bit more flamboyant than what he um, what he would need to if Tedesco plays. But I still feel as though that sometimes wingers score tries simply because there's no one in front of them. And I just feel as though that they can create enough to be able to give him room. Once again, the other thing about Tupo, why I like the anytime is because he is so good in the air, he can create it himself, even if the ball isn't coming to him. So realistically, it gives you a couple of different angles to be able to, to back him into score. All right, Tupo to bag some meat. Lock of the week. Husey, what have you got? Uh, boys, I had Souths um, minus 10.5 last night before Cam Murray um, got his concussion. So... The market has moved. It's moved to minus eight and a half to factor in him coming out. I think he's probably worth a little bit more than two points, but I'm going to stick with it anyway. Um, so I'm going to take Souths minus eight and a half versus the Dogs. Um, I think with Latrell back, um, Cody's getting his confidence back as well with Latrell there. I just think Souths are going to uh, put on a clinic uh, in that match. So that's my play. Very nice, mate. My lock of the week. Uh, I've gone Manly giving away an eight and a half start, the line there uh, against the Knights, which I thought uh, Brookvale Oval there, I'm pretty confident on. Um, The only issue is that Origin game was just played at such breakneck speed. DC is obviously the big one backing up. I do think DC will hopefully back up on the three-day turnaround because Manly need to win that game quite badly as they fight for a top eight spot. So Manly giving away 8.5 into the Storm giving away 11.5 against the Raiders, which I was very confident on because the coming off two losses, Cam Munster back, Harry Grant was expected to be back, Pappenhausen a game in. So full strength down in Melbourne, or not full strength, but thereabouts. Uh, the issue is about just before going to air, Harry Grant, a bit of a niggle after that game last night. So he's so key to the Storm's hopes in this one. Uh, but I have gone Storm line into Seagulls line at $3.50. Sam, your value better the week. Yeah, my value for the week. Um, I've mentioned it a little bit before, but I'm giving away the seven and a half start for the Roosters. Um, I think they're going to be too good against St. George. I just think they've got too much to prove the Roosters. It's one of them games that they have to win it. Their, their big players have to step up. They have to play if they're fit. It's a massive game for the Roosters. And I think there's so many good signs that, that, that they aren't far away. Uh, I think they're going to be too good against the Dragons. Uh, once again, uh, Melbourne giving away 11.5 against the Raiders at $1.90. I say this because I feel as though, as you mentioned earlier, Melbourne's just the sort, sort of side that they have a little bit of a lull in period most seasons and everyone starts questioning them or starts writing them off. Look, I just look at the big picture and a lot of these teams, I look at the big picture, I look at the class, I look at what they can do. And I just feel as though they've got such a point to prove after a couple of losses, some big players coming back. I think Munster hopefully is fresh enough in terms of his um, the COVID. Uh, I think he's going to have a real point to prove. I think playing down there, big um, big crowd, I feel as though they're going to be too good, unfortunately, against the poor old Raiders. Uh, and the Rabbitohs giving away the line. I'm following Husey in there too. Uh, I just reckon that they've got a couple of key forwards back to get the team started. I think last week they did it on the back of a, a couple of 
freakish players, which we've spoken about. But this week, they've got a little bit more go forward. Uh, and on the back of that, I just feel as though their strike's going to be too good. So that all up at $6.85 for me, that multi, uh, that's where I'm going. You're good, mate. Sam, Mark, uh, the GOAT, Nichols, back in action for them after a concussion. Hasn't he been good for them the last two seasons? A bit of an unsung hero. Yeah, the big bald-headed pencil. He's uh, He's been going <laughs> all right for him. He, um, yeah, he's a good mate of mine. And he's, it's, he's one of those players that you just love to see do well. He's been through a couple of clubs and he's always been um, there or thereabouts. But just to find his niche and find his role and a club that's backed him, I'm just really happy for him. Look, sometimes, um, you know, the fame goes to his head and the big fellow gets ahead of himself, so I have to pull him back. But, yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful to see. Yeah, if there's a bloke who celebrates a try better than him, I don't want to know we, about it. We bring back the bus driver this weekend. Honestly, <laughs> if there's a lock of the week, it's if Nick, Mark Nichols scores, he brings back the bus driver because that's the best post-try celebration I've ever seen. There's not a lot of value at $1.11. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'd be interested in your value of the week, mate, if you're going down the line route because Sam touched on a few there, but I thought there were some tremendous lines this weekend that the bookies seem to be a little bit off on. What have you got? Yeah, so I'm going out a bit left field here and, and going to pick an outsider. Uh, the model actually has the Gold Coast Titans slight favourites um, against, against the Broncos, which, you know, it's quite interesting. The Broncos will have close to about 10 points worth of players out. So like Martin, Capewell, Carrigan, Haas. So I'm thinking them coming off uh, or some of those boys coming off a uh, origin win as well. Uh, hopefully a few t- sherbets this uh, this week as well. So then the, the Titans can have a, a good run and, and uh, get over the top of them. So I'm going for Titans, same game, multi to win uh, into Grimson anytime try scorer because I think uh, I like him at fullback and uh, I, I can see him uh, busting through off some broken play. Husey, does it concern you a little bit that uh, Tino Fasul Malawi, having not been Sinbin last night, if he does back up an extra 10 minutes of origin under his belt, he might be a bit gassed? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mate, that could uh, could be a, 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 an impactor there, but um, like, you know, I've got to go with the the numbers and um, hope that uh, it comes through for me. Seriously, if that's not a symbian, I'll retire from whatever it is that I do. Uh, <laughs> my value bet of the week also going down a similar line to last week in that I'm going a same game multi <clears throat> the Eels and the Warriors, which the Warriors getting back to. Uh, a stronger sort of side, particularly their pack. I, I like that they've thrown Torhu up front, Jazz to lock. Uh, it's a better sort of make-up of the side. You and Aitken and Josh Curran on the edges. It's a it's a pretty good pack with blokes back in depth, so they're not bad. But at the same time, what they've dished up a lot this year, they'll be a big couple of weeks going back to New Zealand, back to Sydney this week. Uh, I think they'll be gassed, and they haven't thrown much out this year, let's be fair. So Parramatta, 13-plus. Moses and Sivo, anytime try scorer, scorers. That same game, multi $7. I think Moses, anytime try scorer, just about every single week. You can get him at 4 bucks, sometimes $4 plus. So I really like him a lot of weeks as an anytime try scorer. Dylan Brown's also not a bad shout there. But yeah, so Eels 13 plus, Moses, Sivo, anytime. Sam, your Hail Mary for the week. Yeah, look, I've gone back to the, the Storm and the, Ra- and the Raiders game. Uh, it's a similar thought process as what I did earlier on in this podcast where I spoke about Ben Hunt 
being a defender on the left-hand side. It's the same with the Raiders. I feel as though Jack Whiten's uh, probably the best 5'8 defender in the competition. So when Melbourne look at that and they go, well, I think it's a pretty solid defensive area within our team, they're going to look to go to the Raiders' the Raiders' right edge. Uh, they've had a little bit of success there in the past, and I feel as though Cam Munster coming back with a point to prove is going to see a lot of the football. So in saying that, I've gone with Nick Meany to score two or more tries into Kenny Bromwich to be any time try scorer. And that's paying $26. Uh, I've gone, I just feel as though that that side of the field is going to see a lot of points. Now, if Melbourne seem to um, kick away, uh, I spoke earlier playing at home, how hard they are to beat there, how much they've got to play for. If they kick away and the ball is going to that area of the field, well, that's that's where I feel the points are going to come. So he could have gone a couple of different routes there. He could have gone with um, with Munster to score or, or uh, Justin Ol- Olam as well. But I've gone with Meany for two or more tries into Ken- Kenny Bromwich at $26. Speaking of value, Cam Munster's another one, any time try score that you can whack into your, your any times. You often get him about 350, 360 as well, which I find tremendous value. Sam, just a quick one on Jack White. Now you mentioned him being one of the best defensive halves in the NRL. It wasn't always that way with Jack. We know physically that he's incredible uh, defensively, but earlier on in his career, I know he chopped and changed between a few positions, but particularly defensive reads, he probably had a few issues, but he's really uh, locked that down in the in the last couple of seasons. Can you give us a bit of insight into Jack on his defence and, and probably as a trainer? Yeah, I think the, t- the, the two key points about that is everyone just looks at it as a half as their first up contact a lot of the time. Um Look, Jack's first up contact, once again, he could play in the middle and still be one of the best defenders. But being a half and being a defender, a lot of it's about your positioning and where, where you are in relation to your back row and your centre and the space that you you, ta- you have to cover around you. Now, Jack Watton, he can cover so much space around himself. He, he can cover his inside shoulder, he can cover his outside shoulder. And then that gives confidence to the man inside and outside of him. Now, if I was defending with Jack, I could back him 100% to make his tackle. If he gets hold of him, he'll make the tackle. So for me, it's around Jacko's now worked out how to play with the players around him, uh, his positioning, when he can jam, when he should hold. And I just think that that's all come together to show, as we said earlier, contact-wise, one of the best in the game. But I think around that area of um, positioning and working with his teammates, he's now got that locked down as well. And I just don't think there's a better defensive 5-8 in the game. Love it, mate. Thank you. Hey, Husey, your Hail Mary for the week. Uh, my Hail Mary, I'm going to go for a four-leg multi. Um, I'm going to have first up will be the Sharks to beat the Cowboys. They're currently at $2.05. Uh, I'm going to roll that into... The Warriors seventeen and a half, so I'm kind of going against you a bit there Jesus. with your uh, uh, para thirteen plus. I think, yeah, I'm I'm not a big para fan to be honest. I think they're a bit volatile. Um, I think giving away seventeen and a half points, um, or hopefully the Warriors can just hold on and maybe they can land on maybe fourteen or fifteen. Or, yeah, we'll oh, take sorry, that. Fourteen <laughs> or sixteen, and um, we can both have a win. But then um, for my second. Uh, second two legs, I'm actually following you in there, Tim, with uh, with the Manly and, and, and yourself, Sam, as well, with the Manly and Melbourne sentiment. I'm going to go Manly 13-plus into Melbourne 13-plus. I think uh, there's been yeah, plenty of comments already around the Melbourne spine 
being back together um, and coming off the back of of the origin period where they can can have a bit of a a, a slowdown. But yeah, agree. I think they're going to start running now and uh, heading into the final. So that's my multi. It it rounds out at eighteen dollars and forty five cents for for um my long shot. Very nice, Yuzi. Well, yeah, if you, Storm anchoring a few legs of our plays this week. So myself and Sam is obviously Raiders fans. Uh, if the Storm get home, good for the for the podcast. If the Raiders get home, who cares about the podcast because that's all that matters. My yeah, Hail Mary yeah, for the I'll, week. I'll be honest, Tim, there. I, I, I'm I'm still – I just – it's such a big game for the Raiders. I'd love to see them turn it up. And I still – I think it's in there. It's in, it's in the DNA there to be able to go down there. They won't be frightened about it. I just really hope that we see the best of the green machine. I, I think Jack White, once again, I think he's going to have a point to prove. I think he's got a big game ahead of him. Uh, look, if, if the Raiders went down there and gave the Storm a show, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think yeah. there's, the, the DNA is there and the ability is there. It's just this is the big week to turn it up. And there's been a little bit of criticism after their last loss, but I just I, I do feel it's there. Uh, it's just going to be a big ask, and, and I really hope that they um, they go down there and put a good show on. Yeah, it is, it's a it's a frightening one for them. It's not even almost the Raiders who we've seen deliver down in Melbourne in the past. They've, they've probably got a... Decent record comparatively to a lot of sides. It's just more about what we know Melbourne can produce rather than what the Raiders may be able to. Uh, my Hail Mary for the week. I've gone an anytime try scorer multi, basically in games that I think are going to be fairly one-sided. Uh, so I've gone Ryan Pappenhausen, Wanga Blake, Deloise Houta, and Tui Pilotu at $14.35. Uh, I do like, although Brisbane have a few out, the Titans conceded eight tries, I think it was, to wingers a couple of weeks back. So Hauta, surely he can jag one there. Uh, so those four boys to get over at $14.35. Uh, let's get stuck into a few tips for the week before we wrap things up. As mentioned, Sammy went four from four last week. I think he nailed all the lines to go to go with that. So Sam, uh, we won't go take a long time on these, but we'll get your thoughts on who you think wins the game and why you think that will start Friday night at 6 o'clock. Uh, of course, these tips are, and all the punts are, pending team news, but hope there's not too many changes out of origin. Sam, Cowboys versus Sharks. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game of football. I think um, both sides, are, their credibility within this the, the top half of this competition and where they sit, uh, I think we're going to see a lot about both sides. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for the game. I think it'll be a brilliant game of football. Uh, I'm going to lean towards the Sharks. Um, they're just a. I feel as though their their upsides a little bit more than the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys at the moment have, have been playing right to their peak. I think they're playing some fantastic football, uh, and I think they're going to be hard to beat up there. It's a real toss of the coin. I just feel as though the Sharks. There's areas of their game that they're starting to find a little bit of consistency, and I think their uh, their upsides probably just a little bit more. Yeah, it's an interesting one there with the Sharks only missing potentially Talakai, but otherwise they're fairly well full strength. Cowboys could be missing a host on that short turnaround after, uh, I said, a pretty gruelling origin encounter. Yeah, Sam, look, pa- sorry, I mate. I was just going to say it does look like, yeah, Valentine, Holmes, Coates, Co- sorry, Cotter, McLean, all out for Queensland, so North Queensland. Yeah. So that one, I, I don't mind yeah, the that's show. It. And then you throw in the likes of your, your Dearden's and Nanai's for every chance at resting as well. Uh, so if they do pull out, that ninety-eight for the Sharkies could be a good one. Sam, Eels and Warriors. Uh, yeah, Eels win that. I don't think the Warriors can come over here and beat um, beat Parramatta. I think, yeah, look, it's just once again, it's going to be it's a big one for Parramatta to prove that their credibility against 
uh, and their consistency, and they'll be too good. Roosters and Dragons, you've given us your thoughts on that one already. Manly Seagulls versus Newcastle Knights at Brookvale Oval. Yeah, I think Manly are too good at Brookie. Uh, I think the Knights would be a little bit disappointed how they played at periods last week, and they'll go down there and put a show on. But I just think Manly at home, they're, they're, they're too good a side. Uh, a very interesting one for the weekend, and even more interesting off off the back of Hughes's uh, data. But the Titans and the Broncos. Titans currently two dollar ninety outsiders. Broncos could easily have a few players missing there on the three day turnaround from Origin. Uh, who do you like there, Sam, on the Gold Coast? I think that the the Titans are definitely overs. I think that they're, they're, they're um, I think they've got their another side. And and when I think about some of these things, and I mentioned earlier, I think about quality over a larger period of time as opposed to short-term thinking. But I feel as though the other thing that comes into play is um, this time of the year where you sit on the ladder, where what the media is saying, as much as you don't want to think about it as a player, you certainly know that the criticism's out there. They're playing the Broncos at home. It's a a Queensland derby. Uh, I think that they're overs. I just don't know if they can get over Brisbane. Uh, I think it would be a big call to, to tip them, but I'm going to go Brisbane just just ahead of them, but I think that they're massive overs. Sam, Tigers v Panthers, Combank Stadium on Sunday afternoon. Obviously, Penrith have rested uh, their entire origin contingent. Do you give the Tigers any hope in that one at $3.20? To be honest, I think the $3.20 is overs. Um, I don't... I think Penrith's missing a lot. And once again, you don't have to win every single game throughout this period. I think it's a time where you're, a, a good coach understands where the big end of the, the end of the season that matters. And I think that Cleary, well, he's obviously dropped a lot, uh, rested a lot of players. So I think that he, he understands that. So I think they're, they're, they're overs, the Tigers, but I still don't see them beating them. I still think the systems of, of Penrith will hold up and they'll be too good. But once again, I think there's a bit of value in that, Tigers. Very nice. Uh, Melbourne Storm versus Canberra Raiders at Amy Park. You've given us your thoughts on that one. And finishing the round on the resurgent Bulldogs versus the also resurgent Rabbitohs Sunday evening. Who do you like there at Acor Stadium in Sydney? Yeah, I'm going Rabbitohs again. A uh, few forwards back and Latrell and uh, Cody starting to find a little bit of uh, consistency as well. So I'm going with the Rabbits. Beautiful, mate. Uh, the SC Playbook special for the week. Being Origin on late last night, early podcast this morning, we haven't got the official market up just yet. Uh, we will get that on site for SC Playbook followers. Uh, if you do want to go to the website, scplaybook.com.au, it'll be something along the lines of Garrick, Walker, and Moses combining for X amount of points, around about 30 to 35 points. Hopefully, we can get about $5 for that one. So we will publish that and get it up on the Top Sport website. If you're interested, Last week, we had Moses to score 14-plus points against the Tigers. He scored 12 points. Uh, absolute bugger. That was paying about 5 or $6. So we lost out there by all of two measly points. Guys, if you're keen to follow us along and choose to link up with Top Sport, use the special code SC Playbook. 18-plus only. Gamble responsibly. Fellas, that's it for this week. Sammy, thank you very much. Thank you, boys. And Husey, cheers. Thanks. Pleasure, boys, as always. Righty, guys. Thanks for tuning in. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 